Blog Talk Radio. Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Portland, Oregon to Billings, Montana, and from Nampa, Idaho to wherever it is that you may be listening. Thanks for joining us on this election night, GNAC Insider. Thanks for voting with your ears to tune in to the program that takes you weekly around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, one of the premier conferences in all of NCAA Division II. I'm Robert Lauer, your host. A pleasure to have you joining us tonight. And we're going to talk a little bit about some winter sports, particularly basketball tonight. Coming up a little bit later at GNAC Insider, Steve Steele, the women's basketball head coach at Northwest Nazarene, will join us. Also a little later this evening, Mick Durham. He has changed locales, but not head coaching positions. He has gone from Alaska and is now the men's head basketball coach at Montana State Billings. We'll talk a little bit about that change in the men's basketball season coming up. But at the top of tonight's show, one of the most exciting GNAC soccer tournaments concluded last week as Concordia came up with a pair of 2-1 to victories over Seattle Pacific and Western Washington to win the GNAC championship. And the men, a man leading the Concordia Cavaliers to the women's soccer championship is their head coach, Grant Landy. And Grant, we're so appreciative of you taking time to join us tonight Congratulations. Have you been a part of a more exciting tournament than the one you participated in this last week? Well, first of all, Rob, thanks for having me. And um, I mean, it, you kind of scripted, you know, kind of the ending any better, obviously, for us. But um, just uh, four really solid teams um, had a great regular season. And um, it came down just a couple chances either way. And we were uh, fortunate to be on the, the winning side in the final. You have had a lot of success with this Cavaliers program since taking it over in 1997. You've won 18 conference championships, obviously including the GNAC championship title this last Saturday. What has allowed you to have that high level of success with this Concordia program? I think a couple of things. I mean, you know, so much of it comes down to the players that you recruit and the character uh, of that group. Um, And then secondly, just the buy-in. You have to have the buy-in from the players about what your expectations are. And one of the things that I think I've been most proud of is um, when a group leaves, you know, they leave a legacy of, of what the standards and the expectations are. And we've been really fortunate just for that to be handed down from year to year. Now, Concordia is making its second trip to the NCAA postseason in just the team's second season as a Division II member. Concordia also won the GNAC regular season title in 2017. You talk about that legacy. Did the 2017 team leave a legacy that this 2018 squad is now following? Oh, absolutely. And and our coaches have talked. I mean, last year, 
you know, we were kind of gearing up for this season. You know, when we started this process in 2015, we had a real young team, lots of freshmen, and uh, we were just getting our legs underneath us in the GNAC. And quite honestly, last year, um, in some ways, we kind of overachieved. So we were a little bit maybe a year ahead of where we thought we would be. But just getting to, you know, winning the regular season and getting to get to the, the NCAAs and playing in a couple of games, I mean, that, that was so meaningful uh, for that group but also for this group this year. Concordia is going to be hosting the West Region Pod in the NCAA Division II Women's Soccer Championships this coming Thursday and Saturday at Tuamanen Yard down there in Portland. That's a place where Concordia has played very well this year. Overall, your record, 14-1-3, but you're 7-0-2 at home this year. So uh, when you have that in your hip pocket as well, does that make this a very confident Concordia group going into the NCAA postseason? Well, I think every team feels more comfortable at home. You know, you're you're in your routine. You're you're eating the food that you're used to, sleeping in your own bed, and then you're coming out to a place you're really familiar with, with your fans and the support of the the staff and the faculty and the people and the family. So, I mean, yeah, it's got it's got to be an advantage. But um, you know, the teams that are in the tournament, Seattle Pacific and Western Washington. They're very, very familiar with that uh, stadium and that place. And so um, I don't know if it has as much of a home field advantage as, as it has in the past. Uh, Sonoma State, who's coming up, hasn't played in that stadium. So, you know, they, they, it may take them a while to, to get uh, the feet underneath them. But obviously when you have a good season, you're hoping that you can put yourself in a place to host. And we're fortunate, fortunate enough to do that. We were talking about this off-air before we began tonight's GNAC Insider. We're talking with Grant Landry, Landy, the head coach at Concordia, the women's soccer head coach there. I can't recall a time where I've seen a team play another team in the, the postseason and regular season and back-to-back-to-back matches. But Concordia's semifinal matchup is against Seattle Pacific, on Thursday at 2, and that contest is going to be the third straight that you and Seattle Pacific have played. You played there on a double overtime draw, the regular season finale. That was that draw. The 2-1 victory in the GNAC Championship semis, and now you play the Falcons for a third consecutive time on your field. That is a rarity, is it not? It is. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, I remember back in uh, our NAI days in the Cascade Conference, um, a couple of years there where we had to play every team twice, and then you go to a to a conference tournament and then to a regional. We did play teams four times, but never in succession um, like this. And quite honestly, it's not ideal, but, you know, our job um, is to just be prepared for the next game. The NCAA's job is to figure out uh, you know, the top teams in the region and where they go. And so we've just been concentrating on things that are in our control, which is our preparation and our execution in the game. Yeah. Well, at this, at this point in the year, too, is it more about what the Cavaliers and, for, for that matter, what the Vikings and what Sonoma and what Seattle Pacific, is it more about what they do than try to make any kind of a changes at this point in the year? I think so. I think you're right on with that statement. Um you know, so much of the last two or three weeks for us is just fine-tuning some of the things that we've done and not making a ton of changes, but, but understanding the strengths and weaknesses of your opponents. And so 
I do think you're right. I mean, I think this this group of teams um, has probably spent the week uh, focusing on what they do best. And quite honestly, with the quality of the teams in our pod and the ones that are down in San Diego, I mean, it's going to come down to a couple chances on either side that's going to decide it. And you talk about the quality of the teams in our pod. Three of those come from the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, Concordia, Seattle Pacific, Western Washington. This is to take nothing away from Sonoma State. But saying that, does having three of the four show the extreme high quality of women's soccer that is now being played and has been being played for years, but frankly now is really uh, coming to the forefront in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference? I think so, you know, and we had played when we were in the NAI, we had played a bunch of those teams over the years, either in preseason or uh, in the springtime. So we knew the quality of the teams that we were, were facing. And Western Washington and Seattle Pacific really have been the two teams that have dominated that conference, um, you know, in the last decade. And so it's great for us to be able to, to compete and, you know, have a chance to put ourselves in that position. But even more so, I think the West region um, in NCAA Division II women's soccer is very, very strong. So this is going to be a great tournament in both pods, I think. And as a coach, I know you, you've got the home field advantage and, and you have probably some pressure on you as well after winning the GNAC championship. But do you ever get a chance to sit back in your office in a quiet moment and, and enjoy this just a bit? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'm... I guess and no. I mean, you know, as coaches go, we're always looking at, you know, preparing for the next game and what can we do differently and what can we do better. And that's just how coaches are. You know, we're always thinking about little tweaks here and there. And um, I think after this one on Saturday, though, there was an opportunity to really realize uh, what we had accomplished. Because I know that the players, one of their goals was to um, win that championship. And that, that was so important to them. And you could just feel the, the relief and the excitement uh, after we won that game. And I was just so happy for them. Um, but, you know, as the season goes, you just, you just kind of, you know, you play and you t- take a day off and then you get ready for the next game. And that's, that's just uh, college, college soccer. Yeah. Well, Grant, congratulations on, on a championship season for you and the Cavaliers. Uh, congratulations on the opportunity to host the West Region Pod. Uh, it's going to be a great one. If you like women's soccer, you are going to want to be at Tuominen to watch uh, the upcoming uh, semis uh, between Seattle Pacific and Concordia, Western Washington and Sonoma. It is going to be a great one, and I certainly hope we have the opportunity to talk to you or, or certainly somebody from the GNAC, but hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you again about advancing past the West region pod here in the, uh, in the not too distant future. Grant, thanks for joining us tonight. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, congratulations as well on your continued success and, and may that continue for you and the Cavaliers in the future. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Grant Landy joining us tonight from down in Portland. This is Gene Ack insider. It's our election night edition. We're going to be back. We're going to switch gears away from fall sports into winter sports. We're going to talk basketball. We'll do so with new Montana State Billings head men's basketball coach Mick Durham. We'll do that when GNAC Insider comes back at you right after this timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. 
Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. As promised, we are now going to talk basketball with Mick Durham, the Montana State Billing head men's basketball coach. Mick, thanks for joining us tonight from Billings. Hey, Robert. Doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to talk to you. Now, you and I have had an opportunity to speak over the last few years as you were the head coach at Alaska you have moved back to your home state of Montana. Talk a little bit about that transition and what was it about the Yellow Jackets program that uh, that brought you back home, so to speak? Well, I, I think I think the bottom line was it was just a chance to get back home. Um, I think I was winding down up in Alaska and about ready to head back and call it good, and the MSUB opportunity came up, and... Um, chance to get back we're our plans were always to move back to uh the montana area specifically the bozeman area and then when the billings job opened up things happened pretty quick and and uh i guess it got us back a little bit earlier and um obviously i know you know know the GNAC and what i'm getting myself into and and uh never really envisioned myself being the msu billings but uh it, it's been it's been cool the 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 uh, enthusiasm and and uh, just uh, the welcoming to Montana has been really neat, and so now I guess my honeymoon's over. We got to start playing. So, <laughs> well, you've already you've already started playing. You had a couple of notable exhibition games, Grand Canyon. Uh, that's uh, what a lot of people are saying. Probably one of the top college atmospheres are in in, in men's or, or basketball period, and then you lost by two in an exhibition to UNLV. What did you learn about the Yellow Jackets uh, coming out of those exhibition contests? Well, it was really a great week for us. Uh, you know, also, you know, also that's not two terrible places to have to visit, uh, you know, weather-wise and cities. And and uh, I don't know, you know, Grand Canyon is being the first game, first time I've ever coached our guys and happened to be in that environment. Um was really difficult and I think uh, the game got away from us the second half we were a little disappointed in that they're good um, and especially at home and so uh, we had a couple days we played Tuesday night last Tuesday we uh, flew to Vegas on late Wednesday afternoon so we actually had a little practice in Phoenix on Wednesday and then a good practice Thursday and shoot around Friday and and, uh, had a chance to review the film and really really pleased how we you know, we improved. We just improved from game one to game two and and um, against a, you know, good, solid, I mean, big, both teams were big, uh, UNLV team. And, yeah, we hung around and had a kind of a bad end of the first half. They went on a 13-0 run and we were down, I guess, five and a half. And, and then we just kind of hung tough the second half, actually out, 
scored them 52-48 and and uh, tied it up with eight seconds, and then they they came down and threw up a shot and and beat us at the buzzer. But uh, overall, just uh, yeah, great experience playing in those environments, getting us ready for the real thing. Well, Yellow Jackets pick six of the GNAC uh, preseason coaches poll based on what you showed in those exhibition contests. Uh, that uh, that may be erroneous. The Yellow Jackets look a little stronger. Senior uh, guard Zach Rollins was uh, the GNAC preseason coaches poll. He's he's leading your team. He was an honorable mention all GNAC choice last year. He was eighth in the league in scoring last year at 15.4 points. Obviously, you're having the opportunity to coach him for the first time this year. But talk a little bit about what he does and how he leads this squad and maybe some of the names of your other key contributors this year. Well, we have six, we have six guys back uh, that were in the program last year, you know, with the coaching change. Um, when I got here in April, there were seven guys still on the roster and and uh, so it wasn't too bad with six of them. As you know, with coaching change, it's tough on everybody, especially the players. And so six remained, and then we were able to sign a few guys in the spring. And uh, obviously those six are critical just because they've been in the program. The good news about those six is they all played a ton in the GNAC last year. They you know, were only 5-15 and 15 in league, but you know, two freshmen played a bunch. Uh, the three seniors uh uh, leading the way with his Rollins and uh, Zach just has the mentality to score. He, you know, he's, he's a really good athlete can kind of create some space and get his own shot off. And um, I mean, he, he was the best player on the court against UNLV, uh, which is pretty impressive uh, since it was obviously a mountain West division one team and, and just had a great game. Obviously, you know, he goes kind of has his shooting goes and, but he has the ability to be really, you know, get points in a hurry. Um, and uh, we're trying to develop a little bit of a mid-range, a little bit to the hole, get himself to the free throw line. But, uh, you know, he scored 16 points a game as a junior. So uh, we're excited about his senior year. And uh, okay. so he leads the way. And then we've got a couple other uh, seniors. We have three seniors. And then uh, Tyler Green is a returnee that was kind of hurt last year. Uh, and he can score it for us. And a couple of freshmen, uh, Kobe Tarashima and, Ron Richmond are two kids that, you know, played 25 minutes a game last year as freshmen. So we're still kind of sorting the lineup out in the minutes like everybody is. But uh, those six guys are critical, those returners. We're talking with Mick Durham, head men's basketball coach in Montana State Billings. They're, uh, the Yellow Jackets open the regular season this Friday. You play at Point Loma, so still out there uh, on the road. What do you expect out of that Point Loma group? Well, that wasn't exactly, you know, the, the the thing I was looking for when I opened up that schedule book when I got the job in April to to go play a Ryan Looney team, the old uh, Seattle Pacific coach uh, in uh, in San Diego. But we happened to be in their tournament. Uh, another good spot to go, I guess. Uh, well, I think Point Loma, um, you know, they were in the West Region last year. Um, they got Dalton Hamas to transfer from Western Washington to Point Loma, and they basically have all five starters back. And then Preston Beverly, who played here at MSUB a couple of years, has also transferred there last year. So we're familiar with a few of the guys at the, on Point Loma that were in the GNAC and a very talented team. Um, if they're not, you know, top 
two, three in, in the West region, I'd be surprised. So yeah, playing, you know, we start with two D one games and open up with point Loma. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty much playing some good teams and, and some big teams right off the bat. Uh, the second game we'll play Fresno Pacific, uh, also West region team. And, and, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, then we'll be home for a while after that, but, uh, I think it's a great way to start to kind of see how we stack up early in the season against there's a really no, good team. Yeah, there's no question. You're you're jumping in at the deep end of the pool to begin the year without any question. I want to. Mm-hmm. I, I got a personal question for you. Uh, you grew up there, and we talked about this at the top of of, of our interview segment here. That uh, you grew up there in Montana in a place called Three Forks, but I didn't know this until mm-hmm. today that you were actually born in Chicago. So I did a little ciphering on the internet. Chicago has a population of 2.7 million. Three Forks, Montana, has a population of 2,006. What was it that took you from <laughs> Chicago to Three Forks, Montana, and, and uh, how old were you when that transition was made? Well, that's generous for Three Forks too. I was going to say about 1,200 at Three Forks, but <laughs> well, uh, long story short, um, my dad was in dental school at Northwestern. And uh, met my mom, who's from uh, right uh, outside uh, around Lake Grays Lake, right kind of by Waukegan, Wisconsin. But anyway, so they met when my dad was in dental school. He's a Belgrade, Montana guy. And uh, he uh, ended up uh, going to dental school there. And then uh, once he started his practice, he moved us back to Montana. And he set up his practice in Three Forks, about 30 miles from Bozeman. And and my sister and I were both born in Chicago. So I was young. I was about two. And my sister was one when we moved back to Montana. So, uh, But we went back in the summers and visited relatives and that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I was at, born in Chicago. and and uh, But mainly, yeah, spent my whole time in Montana. Yeah. Well, Mick, we really appreciate you making time tonight. I know you got lots to do. You got to pack again, get ready to head down to to, to San Diego for this uh, the next set of games. But uh, congratulations on the job there at Montana State Billings, back in your in your home state. And uh, I have the, I have high hopes that you and I'll be talking again before the end of the year here on GNAC Insider. Great, sounds good, Robert. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Mick Durham, joining us tonight from Montana State Billings, where he is in his first year as the head basketball coach there after a long and successful tenure at the University of Alaska. Well, around the GNAC last week on the football field, number 18 Central Washington went on the road and took down Southwest Baptist 74-28 to for the Wildcats' fifth straight victory. In Arcata, Azusa Pacific defeated Humboldt State in a 20-17 overtime thriller in the Lumberjacks' last-ever home game. In men's soccer, Simon Frazier at 17-1 and on the year suffered its first loss of the year on Thursday at second-place Western Washington. The Klan still received a number-one seed for the NCAA Division II Championships and will host its West Region pod in Seattle. On the women's side, Concordia won the GNAC Championships, as we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago, in Portland with a 2-1 to overtime victory over Western Washington in the finale. Those two teams, along with Seattle Pacific, will be back at Tuolumne and Yard this week for the start of the NCAA tournament. The Cavaliers and the Vikings received the West Region's number two and three seeds, respectively, while the Falcons will be a number seven seed. 
On the volleyball court, Western Washington stayed hot with a pair of three-set sweeps over Western Oregon and Concordia. The Vikings have won 23 straight matches and are now ranked second nationally. In golf, Western Washington and St. Martin's posted a pair of top 10 finishes at the Hawaii Hilo hosted at Dennis Rose Intercollegiate. The Vikings, led by a fifth-place finish from senior Nick Sparling, finished second behind the host Vulcans in Waikoloa. On the women's side, Simon Frazier highlighted the GNAC teams at the Cal State San Marcos Fall Classic in Valley Center, California. Cross-country, Alaska Anchorage swept the men's and women's races at the GNAC Championships in Monmouth. Division I Hampton transfer Wesley Karui won the men's individual title for the Seawolves, while junior Emma Chalimo took home the women's crown. And on the basketball court, the GNAC Division I exhibition contests continued last week with a number of tight battles in men's action. UNLV edged Montana State Billings 83-81 in Las Vegas, while Seattle Pacific and Western Oregon were in one uh, possession games at halftime against Washington and Oregon. On the women's side, Alaska Anchorage made the cross-country trip to Cameron Indoor to face Duke for a second straight season on Sunday. And that's what happened last week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We're going to flip attention from men's to women's basketball when Steve Steele, the Northwest Nazarene women's head basketball coach, joins us. He will when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. The Wright brothers had a vision to do the impossible. Through perseverance, courage, and drive, their passion took flight. At Concordia University, this kind of revolutionary thinking is part of our DNA. Our MBA students don't learn in a lecture hall. They work as a team on actual case studies, and they appreciate how the evening, weekend, and online options make it easy to fit school into their busy lives. Free textbooks, iPads, and generous scholarships are available, too. Concordia MBA grad Dan Reese sums it up like this. The connections you make in a cohort program are really powerful. You build relationships, you're solving problems together. Everyone makes a commitment to be part of this process. I've built relationships that I know I'll use through the rest of my career. With a Concordia MBA, students learn to question, challenge, problem solve, and collaborate, thinking in new ways to make a positive impact in the workplace. Let your thought revolution begin at ConcordiaMBA.com. That's ConcordiaMBA.com. It's GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. And Steve Steele, Northwest Nazarene's women's head basketball coach, joins us now from Napa. Steve, good evening and welcome to GNAC Insider. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you joining us again. You're now in your third year there at Nampa. Man, oh, man, these three years have gone by fast, have they not? <laughs> they really have gone by fast, yeah. It's, I'm and, still surprised i already gone that far. Well, and you have had some success. Last year, the Nighthawks won the GNAX regular season title, best campaign ever for NNU, and this year, your team enters the uh, enters the preseason as the favorite, as voted on by the conference coaches. Uh, what has led to the uh, turnaround, or actually the building, I guess you could say, because the, uh, the cupboard wasn't bare when you took over, but certainly you have stocked that cupboard full and beyond as the Nighthawks now are really the, the team to beat in the GNAC. What, what's made the turnaround possible for you? 
Well, you kind of said it already. I, I, when I got the job, there was already a lot of talent here. Um, and I was lucky to hire a great assistant coach in Elpedia Allen. She's a fantastic recruiter and coach, and she's kept the recruiting cycle uh, going for us. We've been able to bring in a lot of talent and return a lot of talent. We've also had a little bit of luck in that a couple of our uh, better players, I, I, it's hard to say luck, but a couple of our better players who we expected to play big minutes last year um, are back again this year. So that kind of leads probably to one of our, um, you know, probably leads towards a, a high, uh, a high ranking as far as the coaches poll goes in Maya Rogers and, and um, Ellie Logan. But uh, getting back to that, that coaches poll again, you know, I, you, one thing you left out is that we're, we're picked to tie for first with uh, Alaska Anchorage. And if you ask me, they're probably the favorites, uh, not us. They return a lot of talent and, and they've won the conference five years in a row. You know, we, t- we shared the title with them last year. So even though the coaches picked us to tie, I think maybe that's a little bit of maybe wishful thinking on it, the other coaches' parts. I, I'm not sure I, I agree with you because the Nighthawks played so well last year. And there's a couple of other players on your roster that I'd like you to uh, talk about for just a couple of seconds here, a couple of starters. Raquel sure. Jardine, eight points, nearly five boards a game last year. She is back. And McKenna Walker, 2018-2019 preseason All-GNAC, honorable mention All-GNAC for the 17-18 season. What do they provide for the Nighthawks program, and what, and what do you expect them to do in terms of leadership on the court and with the team as well? Yeah, both of those kids bring a lot of experience, which is great. They also they just play so hard. You know, they've got a nonstop motor, which kind of fits into our system really well. Uh, Raquel obviously is uh, is very flexible in that she can play inside or out. She can bang down low and score in the post. She's going to grab a number of rebounds every night, and then she can step out and shoot the jumper from the perimeter. So that's nice to have in a post spot. And then McKenna Walker, you know, she's a knockdown shooter. She shot a high clip from the three-point line, and she's one of our better defenders. She'll always be guarding one of the best, def- one of the best offensive players on the other team. So those kids bring a lot to our program, obviously. You have already had a couple of exhibition contests. Uh, you had a kind of a blowout victory over College of Idaho, and then uh, you played at Oregon State as well. What did you learn about your team from those exhibition contests? Yeah, I, I think maybe one of the biggest things we learned about our team is that we're still trying to figure out how to play together. Um, even though we return a lot of players, um, we add two freshmen they are going to play some minutes and then, and then bringing back Maya Rogers and Ellie Logan, who didn't play last year, um, who we ex- again expect to play a lot of minutes this year. There's four players right there that'll play substantial minutes that we didn't play with last year. And so even though we, we return a lot of experience, uh, we're still trying to figure out how to work together and that's going to take some time. But um, yeah, we, um, we played well against college of Idaho against a very well coached team and that's a rivalry game. So you know, that can always go either way. And then when you go to Oregon State, I mean, um, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if most people recognize this, but they've won as many games as uh, just about anybody over the last five years. Um, and and uh, I think they're picked number eight in the preseason poll in the division, at the Division One level. So that was a, a really great experience for us to go there and play against that kind of talent, too. And you talked about Alaska Anchorage being uh, maybe the team to beat in the GNAC, certainly the Nighthawks there as well, right at the top of the heap. But uh, shake out the rest of the of the conference for me. Who are who are some of the other contenders? Who is the dark horse team? When you look at the when you look at the rest of the uh, GNAC, is there a team out there you think might be laying in the weeds a bit? Um, well, I. I think the coaches pretty know, pretty well know the conference. 
inside and out. I think um, people looking from the in, from the outside might have been surprised to see Western Washington pick that high since they you know they finished low you know pretty low for them uh, last year. But they returned everybody, and Carmen is a fantastic fantastic coach, and so I think they had them slated pretty pretty accurately as far as picking them. I think they they picked them to finish third in the conference, even though they finished maybe seventh last year. Um, but the team I think you, teams might want to look out for is Central Washington. Uh, Randy Richardson, again, there's a lot of really great coaches in our conference, but she's a young coach, um, uh, very up-and-coming coach, played at a high level at the Division One level, and she's really done a great job there. And they've done a good job recruiting. Um, and so that might be a team that might surprise some people in Central Washington. I, I think the women's uh, GNAC is just really, really deep from top to bottom. I mean, when you have a team like Seattle Pacific, who's always in the top three or four, pick the finish. I think they're picked to finish sixth or seventh that, uh, this year. Um, that should be an eyebrow raiser as to the, the depth of talent that, you know, from top to bottom in the conference. Now you have the opportunity to, to open the season against Stanislaus state on Friday, the 13th. I don't know if you're a Tristadecophobia <laughs> person or not, but uh, Friday, the, Friday, the 13th, what do you know about Stanislaus? What, uh, you, you, what, what kind of challenges will they present to you? Yeah, Stanislaus, very athletic, very deep team, very well-coached team also. Um, They're going to play at a high pace. Um, They can really fly around on both sides of the court. They can put up a big number uh, from from an offensive standpoint because they can turn you over. Uh, They can shoot it from the perimeter, um, and they've got a lot of weapons. So, um, you know, that's definitely going to be a test for us. Uh, It's nice that we get to play them at home this year, and it's our homecoming, so hopefully that will give us a little bit of a boost, uh, those two things. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Steve, we got to have you back on. We, we didn't have enough time tonight to get into some of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about, including the fact that you were a pretty good athlete in your own right at Concordia, <laughs> Irvine, where you played soccer down there. I want to talk about your soccer career one of these times we have you on and how sure. you transitioned from, uh, from uh, soccer to uh, being a very successful women's basketball coach. But that's going to have to wait for another time. But I certainly appreciate you joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Good luck to the Nighthawks against Stanislaus. Good luck in the upcoming season. And we'll be watching We'll be watching the Nighthawks and watching a very entertaining GNAC women's basketball campaign this year, I'm sure. Thanks so much, Robert. You can have me anytime. Steve Steele joining us tonight from down in Nampa as we go around the GNAC now this week in football. Number 18, Central Washington, going to host Azusa Pacific Saturday at 1.00 in the de facto GNAC championship game. The Wildcats will be the lone conference champion with a win on Saturday, while a Cougar victory would result in a share of the title. In men's soccer, top-ranked Simon Frazier starts its postseason run Saturday at 7 against the winner of the Cal Poly Pomona Fresno Pacific contest. The Klan will host the match at Interbay Stadium. That's in Seattle. On the women's pitch, number two seed Concordia will host seventh-seeded Seattle Pacific Thursday afternoon in the first round of the NCAA West Regionals. In the other regional action, number three seed Western Washington will take on Sonoma State at 11 a.m. on Thursday at Tuamanan Yard there in Portland. In volleyball, 11 matches are on tap this week to put a lid on the regular season. Number two, Western Washington looks to build on its 23-match winning streak on Thursday at St. Martin's and two days later at Seattle Pacific. Men's basketball, 19, yeah, count them, 19 contests are scheduled for Friday and Saturday as the regular season tips off in earnest. 
preseason favorite St. Martins will be in action twice in San Diego, facing Fresno Pacific and Point Loma. In women's hoop action, the regular season will also tip off on Wednesday at 7 when St. Martins hosts Pacific Lutheran. The conference's other 10 teams will get their seasons started over the weekend. Well, remember that for the latest in the GNAC, all you have to do is go to GNACsports.com. News, statistics, standings, so multimedia content, so much more is there. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media, and I hope you do, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider right after this timeout. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. And wishing a a sincere thank you to all of our guests tonight on GNAC Insider. Steve Steele, head women's basketball coach at Northwest Nazarene. Mick Durham, the head men's basketball coach at Montana State Billings, and Concordia's women's soccer head coach, Grant Landy. Thanks to each and every one of them for joining us here tonight. Also, thanks to our producer, Connor Pelton. Thanks to GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland. And as always, thanks to you for joining us. We will be back coming at you again next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time for our next GNAC Insider. We'll talk more about winter sports. We'll have more, I'm sure, about the wrap-up to the fall sports campaign. It's another program you're not going to want to miss. We will talk at you then next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific. Until then, and until then, you consider yourself a GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry saying so long. For now, you've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.